Hello everyone and welcome to episode 6 of Deep Dive with Maibo and part 2 of the series we started in the previous episode delving into love versus lust. In the previous episode 5 we talked about um, love versus lust, you have a place in the battle but today I want us to look at love versus lust, love conquers all. Now I have a disclaimer for us before we go on and some people might not be happy because we've been lied to. <laughs> Love is not a feeling. Love isn't the butterflies you get when you when you meet someone or you see someone you like or have a crush on. More than that, love is a person and love is also the ultimate expression of that person. The Bible says in 1 John 4 verse 8 that God is love, point blank. Period. In John 3.16, the Bible says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And this is what I mean by love being a person, i.e. God, and it also being the ultimate expression of that person. The Bible says in 1 Peter 4 verse 8 that love conquers a multitude of sins. So once we've established that God is love, it means that for us to be able to cover a multitude of sins that lust produces, we need God. I mean, it sounds obvious, but it's as simple as that. We need the nature of God's love to be able to conquer lust because love conquers all. And that is exactly what a Roman poet Virgil says, which I quite like. He says, love conquers all. For what could love not conquer? Now the Bible says in Romans 5 verse 5 from the NLT version that for we know how dearly God loves us because he's given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. In the Passion Translation of the same um, verse it says we can now experience the endless love of God cascading into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who lives in us and that's such a beautiful image like imagine your heart like being as big as a barrel and God filling it through the Holy Spirit with his love constantly and it's cascading down your heart that's that's such a beautiful statement and a very beautiful picture to imagine but on the flip side if we look at first john 2 15 from the message version it says don't love the world's ways don't love the world's goods love of the world squeezes our love for the father and again i want you to imagine or picture a, a rug or a towel that's like soaking wet with water and imagine you're squeezing out the water what what happens is that it becomes drier than it was previously when it was soaked with water that is exactly what's love of the world that is love of um last of the eyes last of the flesh and pride of life that is what it does to us as human beings it squeezes us dry of the love of the father and then what we tend to do rather than relying on the love of the father to help us conquer all things and cover a multitude of sins we start to do that with our own strength but because we're dry we fail at it if we go back to romans 5 5 where it says god has shared his love abroad in our hearts through the holy spirit it means that for the god kind of love to be resident in us we need the indwelling and the infilling of the holy spirit now you might wonder how every single person can be filled um with the holy spirit and have the holy spirit dwelling in us if that is what we need to be able to conquer last but rest assured there's a promise 
that can be found in Joel 2, 28 to 29 that solves that mass problem. Now, the Bible says in Joel 2, 28, 29, um, that in the last days, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Now, when this has happened, the love of God, which is shed abroad in our hearts, only through the Holy Spirit, will mass invade lives and all flesh. And that's how come we can conquer last, because again, love conquers all things. And his spirit helps us to do all things. This is all the more reason why we must pray that all men are indeed receptive of the outpouring of God's spirit. And we thank God for his promise and the fact that they are yes and amen in Christ. So that his promise in Joel 2 coming to pass would actually help people that have fallen victim to the power of lust and help them be filled with the love of the Father, which will help them conquer lust. The Bible says in Hebrews 2 verse 14 to 15, reading the NLT version, that because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood, the Son also became flesh and blood. For only as a human being could he die, and only by dying could he break the power of the devil who had the power of death. Only in this way could he set free all who have lived their lives as slaves to the fear of dying. This is the good news, guys. If you've lived your life for however long to the slave, as a slave to last, good news is love himself and the ultimate expression of love have come down in the form of, of, of a human being in flesh and blood form to come and die, to free us, to free you, to free me from the power of lust. In Romans 8, 38 to 39, there's a powerful scripture there that, I mean, it's a powerful scripture I want to remind all of us about. If you don't believe me that love conquers all things and that you need the love of the Father to help squeeze out, do you know what, actually, um, the verse that says, um, that the love of the world will squeeze out the love of the Father works in reverse. So the love of the Father will squeeze out the love of the world. Now there's a scripture in Romans 8, 38 to 39. I'm reading from the Passion Translation and it says, So now I live with a confidence that there's nothing in the universe with the power to separate us from the love of God or from God's love. And this is why I pause to tell you that no matter how far gone you are, in your journey of battling with lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, no matter how far gone you are, God's love is able to retrieve you from the darkest of, of, of the darkest of places, from the hardest of fights, from, from the strongest of battles. But going on to read the verse, it says, I'm convinced that his love will triumph over death. We need the love of God to help us triumph over death. For the wages of sin is death. And we know that last of the eyes, last of the flesh and the pride of life is sin. So I am convinced more so than anything that the love of God will triumph over lust of the eyes, over lust of the flesh, over pride of life, over life's troubles, it says, over fallen angels or dark rulers in the heaven. There's nothing in our present or future circumstances that can weaken his love. Oh gosh, nothing you can do can make God unlove you, if that's even a word. Like, his love is so relentless. His love endures all. And continuing, um, continuing on, it says, 
there's no power above or beneath us no power that could ever be found in the universe that can distance us from god's passionate love which is lavished upon us through our lord jesus the anointed one i don't know who you are listening you may have been struggling with lust but trust believe no don't trust me believe the scriptures when it says that no matter how far you are no matter how hard you struggled with lust God's love has always been there for you. It only takes you accepting the love, receiving it and asking the Holy Spirit to come and dwell in you. That and that only is how the love of the world will be squeezed out of you. And for some or many of us, we need lust squeezed out of us. And it's a no-brainer. We need to invite the Holy Spirit into our lives. So if you are one of such people, I want you to say this prayer after me. Dear Lord Jesus, forgive me all my sins. I admit that I am a sinner. I admit that I've been struggling with lust of the eyes, with lust of the flesh, or with pride of life. However, I believe that you came down in human form to come and die for me. I receive you as my Lord and personal saviour. Holy Spirit, come and dwell in me. Come and fill me up so that your love or that the love of the Father will squeeze out the love of the world. Write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life so that when all is said and done, I will be raptured with you. I will spend eternity with you celebrating in Jesus' name. Amen. If you've said this prayer, guess what? There's a massive party in heaven for you. I mean, even if, even if it's just the one person that said this prayer, there's still such a big, like I can hear the noise. There's such a huge party ongoing in heaven for you because heaven rejoices when one sinner comes back home. So I'm glad you've made this decision. Now, if you've chosen to um, to make this decision, what I want you to do is find a Bible-believing church or reach out to a Christian friend to help you with the next steps. But more so than anything, I want you to rely on the Holy Spirit because we've learned that it's through the Holy Spirit that the love of the Father is poured into our hearts. The Holy Spirit is our helper. So he is the best person to help you understand what next steps there are. But can I pray for you really quickly? Father, I thank you for anyone, even if it's just a one person that has accepted you as their Lord and personal Saviour. I thank you for their lives. I thank you that the Holy Spirit is enlightening them in what next steps to take. Holy Spirit, anyone that has already given their life to you but are still struggling with lust, I pray that you will keep filling their hearts with the love of the Father so that the love of the world gets squeezed out. Holy Spirit, we need you now more than ever. We can't do it without you at all. So we accept you in our hearts and we thank you that you're with us always, even unto the end of time. In Jesus' name, amen. In the battle of love versus lust, love conquers all.
God, all my days. 